Please note that this podcast features themes of violence, cursing, and descriptions of sexual acts and desires, and is not suitable for listeners under the age of 18. Some episodes also contain themes that may be triggering and feature content warnings. Please take care of yourself and don't hesitate to ask for help if you need it. Welcome to Graves and Ghouls, my dreadful creeplings. I hope you're not planning on sleeping this early because I've got a story for you. It'll be quick, I promise. Hi, how are you? It's me, your dearest mother creep, and yes, I am the host, and I hope you're all doing fantastic. Did you listen to the last episode about the cannibal cop? Did you like it? You did? Thank you. It wasn't as detailed as one would expect, so I highly advise you to do your own research because because in this podcast, I just tend to consolidate things to make it easier for me to understand, and I hope it's easier for you to understand as well. So if you have any topics that you want me to feature in the future episodes, please tell me, send a message on uh, Redefeed Air, and I will look into it. I'll also give you a shout out on the next episode if you comment on today's video. And before we proceed with the topic, I would like to give a huge shout out to Judith Agasite for commenting on the previous episode about the Cannibal Cop. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. So, hold on to your knives, and let's begin. Today's topic takes us to the US of A and we're going to talk about cult. Cult in modern English is a term by some considered pejorative or a slur. So some people use cult as a slur for a social group that is defined by its unusual religious, spiritual, or philosophical beliefs and rituals. And I am very sure you've heard of famous cults in your time listening to true crime podcasts. A few good examples of this are People's Temple, uh, Heaven's Gate, and more. Now, the cult that I'm going to present to you tonight, I was totally unfamiliar with. This happened in 1991. A group of men, namely Penick, Mark Goodwin, and brothers Keith Lawrence and David Lawrence, were involved in satanic practices. The word itself, satanic practices, makes you think a lot of shady shit is happening. These men were working at the Del Cab County Free Fall Fair, and I suppose during their free time, they do the satanic practices of theirs. I've read one article that says these four were part of a murder satanic cult. So, so at first, I thought these were just your ordinary or mediocre satanic cults, but they put murderers there, so I was really curious. And when I searched more, apparently Panic, uh, Mark, Keith, and David... They had previously participated in a murder thing. Uh, I think Panic is the one who killed the person. But they were involved in some murderous satanic shit. And I'm assuming they did it for their ritual practices to honor the Satan. You know, the blood sacrifices and all. So yeah, they did that. So right off the bat, they're, they're shit. Now, you would think that when a person finds out that their co-workers were doing something shady, they would have reported it to the police. But no, that was not the case with William Anthony Olt. So William Anthony Olt, he found out that, um, that his friends or his co-workers were in a little club or organization, if you would, or a religion or a belief uh, that practices uh, Satanism, I think. Or they do satanic practices. And he was very interested. So he went to one of the guys and asked him, Hey, I'm kind of interested in this. Will you let me join? And unfortunately for William, he was denied. 
And he was frustrated by this, so he threatened the men that, Hey, if you don't let me join your cults, I will tell the police about what you're doing. So William used the knowledge of him knowing about the group's murderous activities to get into their little club. And the fear of getting caught obviously is there, so the four guys were like, Okay, fine, you know, we'll let you join. So the four men conducted a plan to prepare for the initiation of Alt. So, on September 25, 1991, they asked their good friend Brenda Ferguson to help Goodwin or Mark Goodwin to find a secluded place where they could perform this initiation rite of William to their satanic club. And once they found their spot, uh, and when the carnival closed, Brenda Ferguson, the friend, uh, drove the five men, Panic, Mark Goodwin, brothers Keith Lawrence and David Lawrence, and their newest member, William Alt, to a secluded farm building and dropped them off. So Brenda wasn't there when the whole thing happened. Uh, Brenda just drove them to the place where the ritual will happen. And once the men were there... William was told to lie down on the floor, which was being used as an altar. And when he did, he was tied up and gagged. Then Keith Lawrence probably took out some paper, read an invocation to Satan. And using Keith Lawrence's knife, Panic made a deep cut on Alt from the neck to the stomach. Uh, then Goodwin and the Lawrence brothers also made cuts on Alt's chest and abdomen in the form of an inverted cross as well as other cuts. So they began cutting him. And I don't know, Alt must have been like, yo, what the fuck? But sure, if this is the initiation for the satanic uh, cult you have, uh, fine, I'll probably take it. I don't know if by the time he was being cut, he was screaming, he was saying no, or he was just like, you know, let's get this over with. I, I don't know because, you know, we're, these were just the accounts of the men who killed him. We will never know his side of the story. Now, Panic then asked Alt if he was ready to die, and when Alt answered, Panic slit his throat. Mind you, we don't know what Alt answered that time. He could have said no. Please release me. I want to live. Or he could have said, yes, sure, let's get this over with. We'll never know. But whatever those answers are, Panic slit his throat. Then Panic, Goodwin, and Keith Lawrence, they cut off Alt's head and hands and attempted to burn them. So they tried to dispose of the body. And after disposing of the remains as best they could, the members of the group and Ferguson, because Brenda is back again, they used the money stolen from Alt to purchase food at Arby's, which I think is a fast food chain or, I don't know, restaurant in the U.S. They bought food like they always do and act like nothing happened. Yeah, before we proceed, I know I could have searched what Arby's is, but I didn't. So that's my fault. Moving on. Poor William. He just wants to be part of something and ended up being a sacrifice for these four monsters' weird beliefs. And here's my assumption in this. Because they were working at the carnival, I don't think William's disappearance really alarmed them. Uh, I feel like people just come and go in the carnival, so it was easy for these four men to just continue their lives traveling and working for the carnival. Now, unfortunately for them, Goodwin couldn't keep his mouth shut, or maybe the guilt was eating him. And one day, he told his father about what they had done. 
Mark Goodwin's father, bless him, then went to police and an investigation was held. And on December 13, 1991, nearly three months after the murder, they found William Alt's body. The four men were then caught and were given a heavy sentence. Penick was sentenced to 60 years, Keith Lawrence received 20 years, and David Lawrence and Mark Goodwin were both sentenced to 8 years. And that ends today's story about the Carnival Cults, or some say the Carnival Satans. If you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate you. Remember, if you have any topics you want me to feature, please feel free to send a message. I will look into it and who knows, I might even give you a shout out. Now, turn off the phone and go to sleep. I'll see you next week. Good night.